0: History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories of the things you love. My name is Ross Frushek. Today I'm joined by Chris Plant. Hello. Hey Chris. How you doing? How's your holiday? How's your holiday season going? Uh it's, you know, jingle bellin. Uh, like Magellan? <laughs>
1: yep, yeah, that's what okay. it's like.
0: Okay. Uh, and I'm also joined by Allegra Frank, our expert for the day. Welcome, Allegra.
2: Hello, thank you. I don't know if you saw the face I made when you opened the show, but the volume on my computer was very high. <laughs>
0: now yeah, I'm it, deaf. I did redline it a little bit, but I, you know what? It's enthusiasm, and and I'm fighting a cold right now, so I'm trying to like power through the cold mm-hmm. with just like pure volume. I hope the people at home didn't, um, you know, drive their cars off the road in fear. I'm at sure everything's home? great. You know, at home, like, in, in la-la land, in, in radio they jumped land. jumped into their
2: cars and then <laughs> drove them off the
0: road. Um, Allegra, what are we talking about today?
2: <laughs> Apparently, uh, this curious logic of yours. Um, so we're going to talk about a little thing I enjoy. We're gonna, it's short and sweet, but I think that's appropriate because it's the little, little dreidel.
0: A literal we, little thing.
2: little, little dreidel that we made out of clay. Um, It is very small. So uh, Hanukkah just ended, actually, as of this episode. (laughs) It ended. It's over now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we're going to just go back very briefly to one of my personal favorite holidays um, and one of my personal favorite traditions of that holiday, which is playing the dreidel during Hanukkah. So I think a lot of people probably know the, the Hanukkah story. Uh, I don't want to make assumptions, but I will give a very, very brief version. Can I take of a stab it. at it? Yes, actually, I would love to hear your version of it.
0: Okay, so a little background: um, I am not a religious. I am a Jewish person, but I am not a religious Jewish person. I did go to Hebrew school when I was very lo- young, <laughs> and was bar mitzvah when I was thirteen years old, and basically haven't done anything. Generally religious since wow. so all of this knowledge that I gleaned really came from Moments of my early youth and now we're talking about like 20 years later So if I can remember anything, it's kind of a feat, but here's what I remember about Hanukkah um, Okay, so there's Maccabees and they're mm-hmm. fighting other folks who do not like the Maccabees and They're fighting and at one point the Maccabees and their friends are are kind of like pushed back into the temple right Mm -hmm. and the friends are like oh we have to use these candles for prayer but we only have enough candles for one night uh so that's bad but it turns out they lasted much longer than that and suddenly a minor holiday is born (laughs) and i say minor because i do know for a fact that hanukkah is a considered to be a pretty minor holiday jewish holiday that has since become a much bigger thing because it's the only exceptionally like commercial jewish holiday right now not to be cynical but that's all i know about hanukkah
1: wait were you asked what is hanukkah or were you asked to explain what a dreidel is
2: <laughs> hanukkah he's talking about oh, okay, okay. It. okay. Hanukkah. <laughs> i was
1: worried for a second <laughs> this is a long glass of water that we're just not going to get the water <laughs> so uh, how that ties the dreidel to dreidel today.
2: russ please explain what the dreidel is instead of me <laughs> It, okay it's a top
0: <laughs> cool. at the end of episode it's a top <laughs> um I mean yes, how close I, was I to the Hanukkah story I think that's pretty good
2: I have the <laughs> even more streamlined version because I my familiarity I also am not super religious at all I not baby's got to do what a
0: maca baby's got to do yeah I mean everything is <laughs> yes. all from Rugrats basically yeah
2: basically pretty much everything I know is from Rugrats um But this will tie in very briefly to the Hanukkah story. So there are two sort of versions of the history of the dreidel, and one is very specifically about Hanukkah. So we're going to start there, and then we're going to go to the other version of the story. And I'll let you guys tell me what you think is the true history here. So the sort of accepted popular version of the, the history of the dreidel game is that back in the day, the... I don't want to pronounce it. The Seleucids, the the people who basically took over <laughs> Judea, which is like okay. the Greeks, essentially. Um, they, you know, took over and they outlawed Judaism.
0: That sucks. Do you think that's who the Maccabees <laughs> were fighting? Yes. Oh, great. Okay.
2: Yes. So uh, they outlawed Judaism. It was bad. It sucked. And a big part of that was that. Jews could no longer read the Torah, right, which is mm. essentially their Bible um, because the Greeks were anti-Semitic. And so the whole thing was, no, we're barring you from, you know, we're banning your religion. Um, we are anti. So this de- did lead to the revolt with the Maccabees, um, you know, trying to fight for the the freedom, the religious freedom of the Jews, um, as seen in the lovely Rugrats Hanukkah special. And essentially, um, while this was all going on and they weren't allowed to read the Torah, there were some especially loyal people who wanted to make sure that the sort of tradition of the religion carried on. So while they were re- like fighting the Greeks and trying to, you know, reclaim their religious stake over Judea and, you know, basically get their freedom back, this is like the most streamlined version of the Hanukkah story. but <laughs> They, there were some people who were still trying to teach, like from the Torah, and still read the Torah in sort of secluded areas, like caves and whatnot. And it wasn't which is just, very
0: difficult because the Torah
2: is very large. Yeah, <laughs> they would just you can't carry like smuggle that in your pocket. <laughs> a huge Torah, so it would be like you know older folks who are you know well versed in the Torah and Hebrew and um, that sort of thing, and then they would bring younger kids to make sure. Okay, let's not let Judaism die. Okay. Um, And while they were doing this, you know, there was still a fear that okay, what if you know the the Greeks come find us, and then we get in trouble, and we you know get get what they're bringing to us because we're breaking the rules. Um, So the way that they would (laughs) save themselves. um in case they were found out, is if the Greeks were coming, if they kind of suspected that they were about to be found in their, you know, secluded hiding areas, they would find a way to just whip this Torah out of sight, throw it behind a rock or something, which again sounds very difficult. Okay. Again, this is the sort of lore here. Sure. Um and they would whip out a dreidel instead. So everyone would start playing oh. with dreidels. And so, so,
0: okay, yeah, the that's, Greeks would come
2: in and be like, yeah. what are you guys doing playing dreidel in a cave? Mm, and probably like, wouldn't
0: say dreidel. <laughs> they
2: that's were like, why are you playing dreidel? <laughs> and they were like, why do you know what? It, why it's called a dreidel? And then so basically be like, it,
0: was like a, it was like when you imagine like the prohibition bars where like the cops come in and like the, the bar like turns around and suddenly there's mm-hmm. like a pet store instead. Mm-hmm this is that version. So instead of a pet star, there's just dreidels. Yes. Essentially. Interesting.
2: Yes. Um, which is an interesting scheme, I guess. Um, so yeah, it looked very, you know, unassuming
0: and simple. And the case. was dreidel, the CeeLo of its day. <laughs> the what? CeeLo. You know, the dice game that people play and the gamble over it. Like I'm trying to imagine why it would be reasonable. Oh, I for thought you this meant to like The f- singer.
2: I thought you no. meant CeeLo Green. Yeah.
0: No. It's a it's a dice game that <laughs> okay. people play. So I'm trying to imagine why it would be, like, a reasonable cover to be playing, dre- like, 30 people playing Dreidel. But then when you think of, like, street dice games, there's, like, a bunch of people hanging around. Or even in a casino, mm-hmm. if you're playing craps, there's a bunch of people hanging around and getting very excited. Mm-hmm. So the question is, would you have that same sort of reaction? Like, would it be a spectator for- game? Right. Yes. Exactly.
2: Um. Yes, and that will be more apparent when we get into sort of the other version of the the origins. Oh, it definitely okay. is it's not the simple kind of like cute game that we grew up playing where it's oh, really? you and your brother or sister like fighting for guilt. yeah um, I mean you basically can apply the same rules, which we'll get to to like gambling essentially. Sure. Um so it was sort of like, you know, everyone's playing a
0: gambling-esque
2: game here. So I mean, it, it's
0: straight-up gambling. Like It is, yeah.
2: It is pretty much gambling. Um, so it was, like, not especially strange for people to come in and see a bunch of people playing with this little top, even though that sounds odd, for people to be in a cave. Um, so, again, this sounds sort of like, you know— Secular, I suppose, in the sense that it's just you know they're reading the Torah, they s- throw it away when the Greeks come by, and then they're playing a game that seems to have nothing to do with Judaism. I'm sure, they probably lightly placed it. <laughs> they literally <laughs> throw the Torah <laughs> against the wall. Everyone's like, "Oh God!" They throw their Yahweh. We're gonna need
0: another one. <laughs>
2: everything off. Um, but actually, um something that was kind of nice about the the dreidels was so they have the Hebrew letters on the four sides, right? Yes, And so the part of what the rabbis and the people who were sort of teaching, you know, the Torah and trying to make sure that the kids would learn Hebrew and just the people sort of fighting this revolution to keep Judaism alive would suggest that, okay, these four letters reference these four different empires that are sort of trying to get at Israel to sort of remind you of Israel's strength. Um, so the four different letters they said referenced Babylon, Persia, Greece, and the Roman Empire. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, with Greece being the, you know, the sort of current one that is after Israel and mm. the the Jews. So there was a little, like, you know, relevant Judaic touch there. Um, and the other interpretation of the four letters um, was... I can't pronounce this because I am a bad, not really Jew. But essentially, it's the phrase, um, a great miracle happened there, sort of an abbreviation for that phrase, which is N G H S, are the four letters of that phrase. Hmm. And those are the four Hebrew letters on the dreidel. Um, So that was.
0: How much of this do you think is like stuff that was just like made to fit hundreds mm -hmm. of years later?
2: Well, here's the thing, Russ. And this was sort of uh, an idea that was perpetuated in the 18th, or sorry, 19th century, in the late 1890s. Okay. So, sure. again, this is all sort of apocryphal, I would I would call it. Um, there, mm-hmm. It's hard to really have, you know, hardcore concrete, you know, knowledge or sure. evidence that this is the true story. But essentially, like, in the, you know, pre-modern era, I would say, or the, the modern era, really— the rabbis who were sort of explaining like, oh, yeah, we can play dreidel at, uh, you know, the temple of, uh, you know, let's uh, give, give you guys a reason why we're doing this other than we don't want to deal with you really excited kids with too much energy right now. So they'd be like, yeah, you know, these letters mean this. And this is actually a reminder of our strength as Jews. But really, it's just that you kids won't shut up and you really want to go home from, you know, from school. From, it it uh, almost school. makes
0: you think it would have made more sense to just have a holiday tradition that's just like wind sprints. Like just have kids run back and forth the <laughs> fastest they. Can. And then the rest <laughs> of it they is they just kicking back. Like, <laughs> well, Love aren't it.
2: there anything there's let's nothing start like it that. now come on it should be like okay on Christmas Eve the tradition is all the kids have to just stay in their rooms all day
0: <laughs> no they have to shovel all the snow and yeah. then they're really tired
2: it's great. Santa only comes if you shovel the snow and clean the house <laughs> um, yeah so essentially bec- <laughs> a lot of snow where the Maccabees were
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: yes. so essentially um, this was all going on during the You know, events that led to Hanukkah where we, you know, have the menorah and we have the oil. I don't want to sound flippant about this. It's very important. It was all happening during the Hanukkah era, which is how dreidel became so closely tied to Hanukkah specifically. Because this is the thing that they were doing while they were fighting to rededicate their temple, their very sacred temple that the Greeks had taken over and made a secular temple um, and so when, you know, the Jews were hanging out in there, burning the menorah for eight days in between, they were playing dreidel.
1: May, may I, I add um, a wrinkle? Would yes. it be rude if I added a wrinkle?
2: Please. Uh,
1: historically. Yes. Uh, and this is very complicated and it's okay that it's complicated. Um, a lot, there, there is more and more, um, research, I guess not research, historical work into, like, mm. what actually happened here and what this would be based off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one camp now thinks that it was the Maccabees were um, more traditional. I would say not more traditional, profoundly traditional Jews sure. who wanted the theocratic state. And the, a lot of this war was actually between them and Hellenized Jews. Mm-hmm. And it was also the Greek government, but basically because... It had gotten away from being a religiously controlled state. That there was like a lot of people in the cities who were Hellenized Jews who were like eating pork and not circum, or doing a different circumcision procedure at birth. And that circumcision B. What? (laughs) They they weren't doing the the entire process, they were not having the Um, right life. But then, like, that had created like a conflict between the pastoral or rural Maccabees uh, who were more traditional and then like the more less traditional um, Jews in the city and then the Greeks basically like forced a hand so it's this Mm. weird kind of like three direction Mm. struggle which is like very weird because like it's you think of it as this very the Jews are fighting for you know not just independence but strength Mm -hmm. but that It was also, it may have been, if this is the same moment that, you know, more and more people are looking into, that it was actually them asserting their strength, not just against the Greek government, but against some of their own people.
0: Which Which they, if they were indeed super uh, uh, religious, they wouldn't even consider the others Jews. Exactly. At that point. Yeah. Which could
1: go all the way to today. So, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's very, I don't know. I, I, sorry, I, I wanted to throw it in just because I don't want to fully throw it in, make it just the Greeks who are guilty
0: here. Yes. Why? I, the question I have is why did none of that come out, come up during the Rugrats episode?
1: That's you true. know, I, I'm going to guess <laughs> that <laughs> they just couldn't figure out who would play
0: the Hellenized Jews. Maybe Reptar, I think would be a <laughs> good, uh, yeah, cause it, you know, he, he likes pork. It, or is maybe chucky uh yeah you think Chucky? what Chucky's they could have m- done Maccabee through and through they could
2: have phil be one and lil be oh, the other oh
0: yeah. wow. Wow. that'd be good
2: that would have wow. been great
0: that would have been very good
1: <laughs> that would have been well actually oh wait this is isn't isn't the story also about grandpa and his like rival too about one of them who wants to have control of the religious ceremony, and the other it's one been who too wants to roll. Oh,
0: that would be the other grandpa. Yeah. I think Phil and Lil's grandpa. Yeah. No, not Phil. It's been, Listen, it's- It's
1: been we're, too we're, long. <laughs> I, I have done a, a, a real bad, and I am taken away from this You've... episode by directing us into the maw of, of Nicktoons. Please, please take us back to everything that is good and holy, Allegra. I am sorry.
2: Dang, now I really we have to rewatch that episode and figure this out later and then create our own head canon of who should be the <laughs> Jews in Rugrats. Mm. OK, so Plant, just as you sort of suggest that, like, there is a lot of, you know, there are a lot of wrinkles in that history because it's very hard to know and to tell. I mean, obviously, historians are doing a lot of the work to figure out, like, back then, what was going on? What led to the events of. Hanukkah and reconstituting the state and such, which is why this version of the Dreidel history is a little bit more tenable, I think, for me. I think it makes a little more sense. Um, It's actually completely divorced from religion and Judaism entirely. Um, And I think it's just a little more simple considering that we could think of Dreidel as a game and not really necessarily a religious totem, other than the fact that we play it during Hanukkah. So, the the other version of the history um, is that the dreidel actually started in English speaking countries and is a Christmas time event, which is sort of ironic that um, it was sort of it wasn't inherently Christian, right? But it literally would be like, oh, it's Christmas, time to bring out the dreidel, which is not at all what we think now. <laughs> So
1: <laughs> really stepped into the sacrilege puddle uh, of this episode, and I can't wait to see where it goes. <laughs> what, so
0: just, just to confirm, what year are, we, are you saying this happened around about?
2: Um, like how far
0: back? So this was like in the, the late Roman period I have. Oh, wow. Okay. So
2: very early on. Sure. Yeah. So in England and Ireland, they had a, this little top called the totem. Um, and they had four letters on it, which were T, H, P, and N, and those were basically abbreviations for the uh, rules, which would basically be like take, um, put in, nothing, or half, mm. um, which we'll get into again because that's sort of like how it ended up with the letters on It was the- like an
0: old-timey bop it. <laughs>
2: yes. So basically uh, we'll talk about like how dreidel works in a second when we get to – the more modern version we recognize. But it was a top that had the abbreviations for its own rules on it. And people would essentially play it like what we were saying, of like, you know, for gambling purposes. Um, so even though it was played at Christmas time by kids, it was also played a lot by older men in bars. Um, and this especially became true when it left from England and Ireland and ended up in Germany. So Germany is actually sort of the place where it really became popularized, um, and really that's sort of where the version that then came over to the Jews and now to, you know, secular Americans and Western folks and everybody, um, this is where that version showed up. So they renamed it the Teetotem. And they put the letters for which is, you know, just a very Wait, slight change.
1: The Germans did or the, the, the British people did?
2: Uh the Germans. So for the British Twist. people it was um totem. So they called it briefly the T totem, but also the the tra the trendle in German. Mm. So that was more of the common name. The Trendle. The trendel. Yes. Which sounds quite similar to Dreidel, right? Um, sort of, of it bit like, like, kind of like trundle <laughs> so they took, took the letters to for the <laughs> uh, trundle um, they took the letters the original letters on the sort of English language version and they reappropriated them for the equivalent German words so they changed the letters to uh, S N G and H to be on the four sides to represent the um, rules. So that was... I do not want to speak German. I'm just not feeling the foreign languages today. But S was for put in. So that was like... You put in all of your... Whatever you're playing with. Money or guilt mm. or whatever. Beans. Uh, N for nothing. Uh, G for whole or everything. Which means you take everything that's in the the pot. And then... H for half, so you take, like, half of what's in there.
0: Maybe we, at this point we should probably explain the, like, overall. Yeah. Because so, this, like there's, like, a whole anti-system and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, right? so basically, like, everyone puts in whatever they want to put in into this pot. So if you're playing with gelt, let's say, I don't know, we all have ten pieces of gelt. I'll put in five, whatever. Um, you guys put in however many you want to put in, and then we take turns spinning the top. And then, based off whatever letter you get,
0: that's what you do. But I think it needs to be the equal amount. I don't think you can... I don't think there's, like, uneven betting in Dreidel.
2: Oh, yes. Okay.
0: Because if someone bet a dollar and won everything because everyone else put in $50, that wouldn't be very (laughs) fair.
2: you're right. It's everyone puts in the (laughs) same
0: amount. Okay.
2: (laughs) I, maybe I think I'm going back to as a kid where my cousins who were like actually Jewish, they would tell me like, yeah, you just put in like all of your guilt and hmm. we'll put in one piece and we'll see how this goes. And then they wouldn't explain to me what the letters meant. And I'd be like, what does this mean? It means we take all of this.
0: <laughs> that is the true uh, meaning of Hanukkah is scamming oh. your family members out of candy. <laughs>
2: That was very sad. That was all I would get for Hanukkah, and then they would just take it all away. It's okay. Um, so, yeah. Yes, Russ, you explained it exactly right. So that was obviously, a you know, it lends itself extremely well to gambling. It is gambling. It is so gambling. So drunk German guys were very into it. And so just as it sort of, like, carried on from Ireland to Germany, it keeps moving on west. So eventually it makes it to the, the Jewish people, the Yiddish-speaking Jewish people specifically. Um, and this was sort of during a time when Yiddish was more commonly spoken than Hebrew. Um, so it started out with the letters being uh, like Yiddish letters or Yiddish mm. words for the, the Hebrew words. Um, so it very much was like, again, still sort of divorced from religion, even when it made its way to The the Jewish people. Mm. It was still more of the secular thing. Um, And then, as Hebrew began to sort of become more, I guess, popularized or become more commonly spoken, then you know, the rabbis were starting to reclaim it as no, these letters actually stand for these religious things, as opposed to no, it's actually just the Yiddish words for the same German words that the drunk people (laughs) were using to explain how to play this game. So then, yeah, that kind of brings us to where Dreidel is now, essentially. Um, but it became more popular here um, sort of more recently ish, like in the 50s. There were kids who were playing it in the 20s, generally like immigrants, like Jewish immigrants in America, um, who were still playing it as a gambling game. And it wasn't just the Jewish kids, but it was popular with kids you know in in immigrant heavy areas i would say Mm -hmm. um and then by the 50s uh we were trying to commercialize hanukkah more to make it you know sort of akin to christmas in a sense of like this is a time when all of you people should be buying things uh dreidel was sort of a thing like you know a fun like oh it's hanukkah everybody go buy a dreidel and gelt and presents and cutesy menorahs
0: (laughs) I should mention Gelt is chocolate coins. Yes. Wrapped I don't know mention that. And gold, uh, in like, gold yes. leaf. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's chocolate. It's just chocolate.
2: It's very good. Because it's just chocolate. This is brown chocolate. <laughs> so really great. Um, so yeah, that's sort of where where the two sides of the dreidel history story lie. Yeah.
0: I I think the, the second one rings a little truer to me yeah the first one's a little outran outlandish um and the second one it being like because that's what we've learned throughout this whole season of like holiday traditions is that someone's always doing something and someone's like hey that's a good idea Can we incorporate it into our thing to make our thing even better? Mm
1: -hmm. And it all goes back to uh, Coney Island, where it's like, not only are we going to steal that thing, but we're going to create a story that says we invented it like a hundred (laughs) years earlier.
2: Literally, yes. Literally, yes. Because it wasn't until like the 1890s when the rabbis were kind of saying, yes, no, it's a (coughs) sacred religious text. It's secretly
1: our thing.
2: Yes. (laughs) But actually, it was drunk
0: Irishmen. Which is how that goes. I do want to mention, (laughs) I don't know if you're, you're, are you going to talk about the song at all? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't want to step on your Are you going to sing the song?
2: I'm not going to sing the song. Is Fresh going to sing the song? Mm. I hope so. That's definitely a Fresh thing. Is it? Is is that what you're going to offer? It's really cool that you were going to offer to sing the song right before I explain singing, talking about the
0: song. Dreidel, 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 (laughs) dreidel, I will play dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made it out of clay. And, <laughs> and when it's dry and ready, Odreto, oh I will play is something to that effect. I'm worried that. that I'm gonna have to pay Mildred and Patty Hill for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. I might have I might have goofed that. You I do want to mention I don't know if you've ever made anything out of clay. Mm-hmm. A very accurately weighted top seems like one of the hardest things you could possibly make out of clay, and I definitely wouldn't give that job to a child.
2: Yeah, no, I've, I've never done that, but it seems miserable. <coughs> it's a different time. Um, okay, so the Dreidel song, as Russ sang sort of uh-huh. incorrectly, but you got the tune. Wow. It was made by two guys named Sam, uh, <laughs> Sam Goldfarb and Sam Grossman. And this is a sort of quick aside, but it's kind of a sad one. So oh, no. it Classic was, Allegra. Yes. It was written in 1927. <laughs> we got on a slide. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's no death involved, though. So it was written in 1927 when, as I mentioned before, dreidel is sort of popular in uh, America with Jewish kids and also just immigrants and other kids. Um, so Sam Goldfarb, who's a Jew and, you know, knows it's the dreidel, not, not calling it any trendle or top or whatever, he makes this cute little song about the dreidel with his, you know, lyricist, uh,
0: Sam Grossman. So here's the thing, though. Really, you couldn't share that job but with one person? You needed a dedicated lyricist <laughs> for the dreidel song? He needs a
2: lyricist. <laughs> so here's the thing. Everyone loves the dreidel song.
0: You know, it's, it's
2: pretty... It's not like a huge radio hit, obviously. It's 1927, <laughs> but it carries on. It's, you know, people like it. People know it. So Goldfarb... <laughs> having, you know, riding this high sort of of like, yeah, I made the dreidel song. Yeah, I'm rolling I'm rolling in it now, baby. Two years later, he has like a family, right? Two years later, he runs off to Seattle. He's from New York, right? So he runs off to Seattle with a new wife, a younger woman, just ditches the family, goes to be a musical director at a synagogue,
0: <laughs> teaching okay. all
2: of those people the dreidel song. Meanwhile his family back in New York is devastated. They never see him again. They just hear this dreidel song and they think of their dad. It's actually very sad. But now his son, his his son Myron Gordon, who literally, like, wanted nothing to do with his dad. Um, so he changed his last name is how dramatic this was. Um, he was sort of years later. This was pretty recently in 2016. He was like, you know. I've had this really troubled relationship with my dad these, this, these whole years. But he found, he rediscovered, like, a bunch of his dad's old recordings, including the Dreidel song. And he was like, I'm going to look through these. And through doing that, it sort of reminded him of the good times with his dad and, you know, the sort of life, nice legacy that he left, which was the Dreidel song. Um, and he was like, I'm going to put these back out so people actually know who made the Dreidel song. And he said it was sort of like a therapy for him which was kind of sweet, even though it's... How old is this guy? He... Okay, so this was when he was 96,
0: I think. Wow. Okay, I was going to say, because his dad wrote the dreidel song in 1927, you said? Yeah. He's so... very old.
2: <laughs> so he spent his whole life just mourning his dad. or That's you pretty know. sad. So then That's finally, sad. the dreidel song
0: helped him connect with oh, his good. family. I like the idea <laughs> that someone would run off with a younger wife and become the musical director of a temple <laughs> like that was his dream
2: yeah he would teach all of them the dreidel song
0: oh well and you know what it spread across the world it lives on to this day mm-hmm. just as it was meant to be sung trindle 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 <laughs> <laughs>
2: tea totem <laughs> <T-totum.
0: laughs> and it was featured in inception
2: oh my god right? the totem yes that was exactly. essentially a dreidel <laughs> Or a I mean, top. it was just the
0: top. It was just top. The
2: top. could also just be a top. So, okay, yes, the dreidel is still popular. Um, it's still, it still rules. It's still gambling. However, in the mid-2000s, we, we, there were some people who were like, this is kind of boring. I think we got to juice up the dreidel. Mm-hmm. So we have two people who come around trying to fancy up the dreidel here. So first we have a woman whose name I need to get her first name. Because I only have her last name, which is Roberts. <laughs> I just like the idea of spicing it up. Like, like I just picture
1: the madman yeah. boardroom, and then like, holding up a picture of the dreidel and like, what are we gonna do here? How are we gonna make people love the dreidel again?
0: <laughs> a fifth side.
1: <laughs> a fifth side. Is it like a razor company? Where you're just adding different... <laughs> every few yeah. years, oh, we added a new side to the dreidel. It's gonna be yeah.
2: huge. Um. So, basically... Oh, Jenny Roberts is her name. In 2007, she was like, yeah, it's kind of boring. Here's actually what she said. Regular dreidel is a pretty boring game. And it's got to the point where not only do Jewish people know that dreidel is a boring game, but everyone knows dreidel is a boring <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got it's like, him. Okay. So Dang. what she did was she came up with No Limit Texas Dreidel, which oh, is gosh. like No Limit Texas Hold'em poker, uh-huh. if you recall from that episode, but with a dreidel. <laughs> So uh, she sells kits that are no limit Texas dradle. You can buy them because uh, that's all. There must be like a is. lot
0: more to the rules than just like being able to bet anything. Texas Dreidel.
2: I just want
1: to <laughs> really highlight and underline and
0: bold. So the way,
2: <laughs> the way it works, by the way, it's an entertaining adult party game. Fun for everyone ages nine to ninety nine, says Jenny. Sure. I don't know why you have to be nine. Um, But, yes, so the objective is for everyone to have the best dreidel hand by combining dreidel spins. You combine them in a shaker, which only you will see, with other community spins, which will be seen by all players. It sounds very overly complicated.
0: Um, Kind of sounds like Boggle or um, Yahtzee.
2: Yeah, but then it's also poker. So that's someone thinking that's a more fun version of dreidel. But then there's actually a legitimately fun version of dreidel made by eric pavoni in 2006 he decided you know what dreidel's cool um but we can make dreidel cooler and he said if you go to yom kippur or rosh hashanah or even passover it can be a bit much for someone who isn't aware of jewish customs but hanukkah and especially the dreidel is a great way to introduce people to it it's turned a lot of people on to learning more about judaism so, in his quest to help people learn about Judaism, he comes with ma- comes up with Major League Dreidel, um, which is a game that you play in this sort of—it's not like an arena, like sort of like a. My only comparison is a Beyblade thing. Oh yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, the like,
0: spinning—it's like it's yeah. like a little plastic like field, and they mm-hmm. they spin at one another.
2: Yes, exactly. And he calls yeah. it a spinagogue. So basically <laughs> that's very clever. Mm-hmm. what you do to play Major League dreidel is you spin the dreidel in the spinagogue and whoever like is able to get the dreidel to spin for the longest amount of time wins.
0: And this is now Major wait, League. Isn't that that's Already where
2: I <laughs> like
1: battle tops.
0: Yeah, you're right, exactly. It's like battle tops from our era mm-hmm. for the oldies. Um, now I feel like you don't need a spinagogue to determine who can spin a dreidel for longer. Mm-hmm. There must be other elements to it.
2: I mean, so basically, it didn't even have the spinagogue at first, and it was literally just people playing with dreidels and just getting really drunk. He said, and seeing mm. who would been at the longest. It's very <laughs> dumb, but he calls he also calls himself the conditioner, which I hate. Um, so literally, it's just like he calls it competitive dreidel. It was sort of a goof, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it became popular, like, with people in Brooklyn. It started in Brooklyn, which makes mm. sense to me. But they would play it on tables, and then, you know, the top kind of falls off the table, right? Yeah,
0: so, so you need a spinagogue. That's
2: why they need a spinagogue. So it's just sort of an organized, like, dreidel game, because that's kind of how a lot of people play dreidel, I think, sometimes, because um, it's a top. So the record was 17.88 seconds that someone... Was able to keep the top spinning
0: that seems very low
2: it's pretty low because everyone is drunk and it's not that serious but he is selling uh spinagogues now and people think this is a fun new way to play the dreidel which kind of just points to the thing the fact of like if it ain't broke don't fix it
0: but it is broke because everyone had to fix it i would say
2: that it
1: points to the maybe it's not that fun
2: (laughs) (laughs) for me i'm like no dreidel's perfect sounds great on its own it's pretty good it's pretty good Mm. so now we're at the the best part as always is the world records
0: oh boy well we already heard 14 seconds 17 seconds 17 seconds i'm sorry
2: okay so i have two records for you guys and then okay one last record that i think is hilarious are we gonna guess at estimates Okay, okay you're gonna guess actually Two of these records are very dumb, and then one of them is serious. So, the world record for the most radles being spun at once actually. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. That was just broken um, on November 30th of this year. Wow. uh, By the kids at the Rosenbaum Yeshiva of North Jersey.
1: Oh, kids. Uh, So, multiple people can
0: do it at once.
1: Right. Okay. Suddenly not as cool.
0: (laughs) Still, it's still like a level of coordination required. Although, I don't know how you fact check that to see, like, if you've got 300 people there spinning yeah. dreidels, like, are you going to know if one of them falls?
2: That really I mean, it's is just, just like, like how, how many, many are spinning at once. Isn't right? that just how
1: many people we could get to show up in a room? Like, there's it's yeah. kind
2: of that.
1: <laughs> also known as every Guinness World Record. <laughs> yeah, but if it was like how many dreidels spinning at once by one spinner. That would
2: right?
0: be a, a good record. Yes, that, that would be, yeah.
2: would be cool. But you know what? Listen, we already understand dreidels not the hippest thing around. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Give it what we could give it. So, how many people?
0: Can you double fist the dreidels?
2: <laughs> how many people were spinning <laughs> dreidels at once?
0: Oh, is it people or is it dreidels?
2: Well, it's I mean, the same each thing. person has one dreidel. Yes,
0: but that's what I'm saying is I didn't know if you could double fist the dreidels. You cannot double fist the dreidel. Okay.
2: So how uh, many I'm dreidels guess... were spinning?
0: 450 dreidels.
2: Yeah, okay. it feels like it should be
1: something like 3,000 or, or something. It seems so easy to get a really high number. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have that's... a feeling that it's actually going to be sad and it will be yeah. like 1,200.
2: Okay. Um, Plant, you're way closer. It was 1,369. 1,369. I was so close. <laughs> you were yeah, very, very close. close. Good work. And also, how sad
1: that like that's as many as they could get. We can break that. We will. We can break that.
2: We definitely can. (laughs) It actually is like a very sad but very cute story where it's just like all these kids got really excited to take like five minutes to go and spin a dreidel really quickly. I mean, I guess that's cute. That is pretty charming. The kids were like freaking out, like we're gonna break a record. But the sad note is that no one from Guinness was there, so it's not like an official record. What? It's not even even a record.
1: Yeah, like who, none of their stuff is real.
0: Right. Exactly. It's all silly.
1: They can just let these kids have joy. Yes.
0: This is very true. You know, I broke the Guinness World Record for jumping the highest. But no one, <laughs> no was, one there. was there, but I I definitely did it. No, guys. I believe it.
1: I believe it as much as I believe the actual Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records.
2: <laughs> yeah, I buy it. Okay, so the last two dreidel records I found are extremely weird. There's a really weird website called, like, Record Setter, and it's my new favorite thing because you, I think people can just really add any record they want, and it's amazing. So here are two that I found that I love. <laughs> Someone recorded... The most digits of pi recited during a single spin of a dreidel while blindfolded on pi
0: day. I feel like the blindfold aspect does not come into play at all.
2: <laughs> Literally, that was one of the top records for dreidels.
0: Wow, that's sad.
2: I, I kind of want you guys to guess how many digits, but I, maybe that legitimizes this too much. Um, but this kid recited... I would guess
0: 45 digits.
2: Okay. What about you, Plant, in a single spin?
1: 44.
2: <laughs> it was 81 digits of five. Ah, dang. That's kind of but impressive.
0: Not confirmed, right? No Guinness person was there, right? No, but
2: he oh, posted a little Oh, Oh, because video. my
0: record was 89. <laughs> Boom. Add it. Okay.
2: <laughs> the other record that was on this website which I also love. I will not make you guys guess this one because it's insanely, it's incredibly dumb. At Asa H's bar mitzvah party, and this is exactly what it says. At Asa H's bar mitzvah party, Jack S tapped a hacky sack with a dreidel 97 times in 20 seconds. Hashtag Asa bar mitzvah.
0: Wait, is that a math problem? (laughs) No,
2: that's the record. Wait, I don't
0: even understand. What? (laughs) Okay, what was the record? Because the the pseudonyms of the people confused me.
2: Okay, so, a hacky sack. We all know what a hacky sack is. Uh Yes. Okay, so he was tapping, he spun a dreidel. Okay. There's a video. Uh Oh, my God. No, he wasn't even spinning the dreidel. I think, I'm watching the video. This is very upsetting. So, basically, they were timing him for 20 seconds, and he's just beating a dreidel into a hacky sack. He's holding a dreidel on a hacky sack. No. Beating it into the hacky sack for 20 seconds.
0: So this, is... this is a
2: world record.
0: <laughs> Reader. Well, that's a, that is a terrible record. You were you are right, Allegra. Well done. Good Not call great. on that, how bad that record was. I don't even know what to say.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of where we're at. Ace of our mitzvah is a hashtag here. And he pretty much populates the hacky sack. <laughs> the hacky I mean, that's sack. shocking. Sorry, the I, dreidel I, records. I... So that sort of uh, tells you about the state of the dreidel in 2018.
0: Sure. Terrible.
2: <laughs> it's a bar- Things couldn't be worse. <laughs> that's what the 13-year-olds do at Barbets now.
0: Well, is that it, Allegra? Or that do we have it? a reader-only memories?
2: God, I forgot to send the reader-only memories, and oh, I just no. realized that.
0: <laughs> but I can share my memory. Okay, that's that's good. It will be a, a host only memory section this week, and I would love to hear your memories of dreidel. If you it's have all them. haze.
2: <laughs> so when I was in middle school, I got very into dreidel again, um, and we would play it during Hanukkah at lunch, and we got a bunch of people really into it, which was actually really fun. And we basically just like in the cafeteria had like. It was pretty much exactly as you would do in, you know, the old days or if you were a drunk Irishman. And you would just, we would just all be gathered around the table just spinning the dreidel. Even though none of us really understood, we weren't Jewish, we just had a dreidel for some reason. And we played dreidel for literally like a week straight. Was there gambling involved? There was actually no game. I think we had like Pokemon cards or something. Oh, Um, the ones you stole? Yeah, because we were cool. So we just kind of gambled with Pokemon cards or like cookies or something, whatever. And it was actually a very fun way to get people to sort of think about Hanukkah. I will say that that is actually sort of legitimately true because I can't think of like a game that I specifically play at Christmas, you know, like there isn't like something that
0: simple Yeah, because Christmas is already by default fun. (laughs) everything about christmas is like all upside hanukkah you will really need to work for it now granted i think Uh, people like fire i don't personally like fire mm -hmm. some people like fire so that's kind of a draw and then you have a game i think the game needs a little more pop a little more panache right now but i get it but yeah christmas doesn't need any help it's fine (laughs) hanukkah really got a magic red man who comes down a chimney and gives you presents what more do you need (laughs)
2: I was always a big <laughs> dreidel person, um, and I, I still have am.
1: The red man coming down the, the chimney. <laughs> you have red I've man. I got a great new song.
0: Red and The whole Wu-Tang clan comes down your chimney. <laughs> method man comes down
2: your chimney on Hanukkah. That's what we get. Um, so yeah, I so I've always had a weird personal affection for the dreidel. Um, It's just like you can carry it around, and it's a little game.
0: I do like the the size of it. It is the harmonica of holiday traditions. Exactly. Did you really not play
2: Dreidel ever?
0: I definitely did, but it never appealed to me because of how paltry the potential winnings were. Mm -hmm. Because we'd get like a dollar in pennies, and the fact that I won 12 cents playing Dreidel was like... From an ROI perspective, not very. Good. Do you think being a
1: video game kid ruined you in that way?
0: Because I, yes. I, I always felt the same well, way. Well, maybe
1: everything I wanted was like sixty dollars, right? Yeah. I didn't want a, a ten dollar or a five dollar right. action figure, so I always was thinking like, well, it's a, it's a million miles towards my end goal. You know, <laughs> I gotta think. <laughs> well, bigger. and it's
0: also. With Hanukkah, at least the way we celebrated Hanukkah, I think this is sort of common, is that you'd get, like, very small, crappy gifts for seven nights. And then on the eighth night, you'd get, like, whatever you actually wanted. The equivalent of, like, the dream Christmas gift. So that would be, like, a video game, for example. But the the rest of the eight nights, you'd get, like, here's a candle snuffer. Here's one sock. We'll we'll give you the next sock the One next day. <laughs> crazy night and seven not-so-crazy nights. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I mean, They need to change the movie title, really. Got it.
2: <laughs> seven not-so-crazy nights.
0: Well, thank you. Oh, well, I do want to ask Chris Plant, um, did you ever play Hanukkah growing up? Did I play the game of Hanukkah?
1: I mean, in, in a weird way, that is also probably appropriate, because growing up as uh, a Catholic kid in the suburbs of Kansas City, it's effectively what would happen uh, in our school when it would be we would learn about the various holidays and mm-hmm. we would have an assembly where they would like have five like giant wooden circles with their like holiday iconography painted on sure them. yeah um and it was always strange because i'm sure like 95 percent of the the kids there identified as like non-denominational christian i think i was like oh catholic like I don't know if we can trust him. Um It
0: well, seems weird that they would dedicate even any time to Christmas oh, in that sort of event. Oh but they did. They yeah, they definitely
1: did. Um and well, oh you mean they would dedicate all the time to Christmas, and then they would give like five <laughs> minutes where so they'd be like, Oh, here is Hanukkah, and they would do five minutes so where like, oh, here is Kwanzaa. And right. then for both you would do like an activity and they would do dreidel every year. And I'm sure yeah. we were not taught correctly because every year it felt like we were getting a different set of rules. Um, that were clearly just like photocopied out of like the holiday book in our school library. Um, but then more recently I played it with Steffi. So I like think I have... it was
0: just as boring as you thought.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean pretty much. But now you're like drinking wine. So it's <laughs> That's true. A
0: lot more enjoyable. <laughs> hey, and you know an what? Adult. It goes back to those old timey days in the bar. So you know what... It- <laughs> comes full circle
1: exactly
0: Here you go well thank you so much allegra for uh talking about the history of dreidel and hanukkah and everything and reminding us of that uh rugrats episode which really it has been too long since i've seen it it's very good um thank you to everyone at home thank you for um, all of the reviews that you guys have been posting on the apple Podcasts uh page we really appreciate that um thank you uh for listening and spreading the word about the podcast. We really appreciate that as well. Definitely uh let folks know about it on Twitter, uh on Facebook, wherever you uh do your social various things. Uh spread the word. We always love to have new listeners and and fun stuff like that. Um I should also mention we have one more episode for the season coming up. Um coming up ne- next week. So next Monday will be our final episode of the season, so definitely tune in for that. Um and then uh yeah, I think that pretty much is everything we wanted to touch on. Right? I think yeah. you forgot to leave those dips. Oh. Well, I was going to do the actual ending now. And that, that's been an episode of History of Fun where we <laughs> the hidden back of the things you love. Uh-huh. And then I say uh-huh. leave those dips after that. Okay. So can I do that now? Yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Okay. Thank you so much for watching. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Thank you so much for listening to the History Fun, where we explore the hidden histories of the things you love.
1: with Limpers the